Today's show is brought to you by Bogart Extractors, an industry leader in hydrocarbon extraction. Over the last decade, Bogart has implemented many new technologies, which have helped to revolutionize the way hydrocarbon extractions are performed. Each unit is made with sanitary stainless steel and is built and tested right here in the USA. Their certified system for use in licensed facility meet all NFPA and ASME standards and undergo peer-reviewed by third-party engineers to ensure facilities and its employees can operate safely. Beyond simply making a functional extractor, Bogart has many additional features which make extraction faster and more cost-effective compared to other manufacturers. These features include hydrocarbon failing films to supercharge evaporation rates, heavy-duty explosion-proof pumps for flammable liquids and vapors, industrial chillers capable of maintaining large tanks of solvent at temperatures below 60 Celsius. They also offer extensive tech support and consultation services. So whether you need to set up an extraction lab from scratch or you just need some replacement gaskets, Give them a call at 855-553-3887 or check out their website at www.bogart.com. Excellent. So we are on the Hemp Show Deep Dive. My name is Mark Rostelli. Today with me, I've got one of our copywriters, Franco Schmidt. I also have Sherry Mead and Kim Price with Grassroot Essentials. Uh, welcome back. Glad to see you again and, uh, and glad to meet you, Sherry. Nice to meet you. Glad to be back, Mark. Thank you. We're excited. We had so much fun on Hemp Show Live. I did. Obviously, uh, wanted to get Sherry involved as our founder. <laughs> She's got a lot of good stuff to share. Right, right, yeah. And ultimately, you know, we we went and we went over quite a bit on on the last segment, but fifteen minutes is short, and we wanted to have a little more time. And then you, uh, Kim, you were relaying, you know, how ultimately how Grassroot Essentials got started uh, with Sherry and all of that. But I guess just to, to kick things off, and we're going to get into that. That'll probably be, that's going to be question two or segment two. But to kick things off, if you don't mind, I'd love to have you uh, introduce yourselves in your own words, because last time it was me that introduced you and I probably butchered it. But if you don't mind, let's go ahead and start with Kim. I was lucky enough to early on in my career out of college, discover the world of direct response marketing through no fault of my own, but through the help of my father and some of his friends who started a golf company. And we started selling golf clubs on uh, infomercials, short form, long form, radio, both print, direct mail. We did it all. <laughs> so sorry, sorry to cut you off there real quick, Kim. So you're telling yeah. me there is infomercials out there with you selling golf clubs. I'm not in, well, I'm in one of the infomercials, but I'm just like a standby person. I'm usually behind oh. the cameras. Yeah, I'm I I behind the cameras, so I do a lot of uh, help with the writing and the directing and the producing and stuff. Darn it, because so, I was literally going to say like I need to get my hands on some of those videos. We need to kind of cut those in here so we can. Oh show no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I do have you know old copies uh, on DVDs and scary things that are ancient, but um, yeah, it was a, a fun way to kind of step into the business of you know, reaching out to uh, companies uh, after we had our success with a golf company and reaching out to companies that wanted to kind of find their way in this world of, you know, direct to consumer marketing. So that was kind of my forte. 
uh, out of the beginning. And then being in this business for over, gosh, like 25 years now, uh, obviously at certain points, some companies got extremely successful and they wanted to go into the retail establishments and have success there because they've created the pool through marketing, through their direct-to-consumer advertising. So the retailers loved it. At first, everyone was really nervous, thinking that it was going to be something that, you know, you're going to compete with us as retailers. You know, we're out there marketing and we're selling and we're doing this and that. And now you're selling direct to consumers and you're, you know, how is that fair to us? Uh, Well, when they started getting demands from consumers saying, I want these products, (laughs) because I've been in the golf, the health, wellness space, beauty, all of these different areas over my my lovely career so far. So retail and wholesale have been a a very important part of it. Of course, social media has come into a serious play. You know, there's all different things that have changed and, you know, ebbed and flowed and what's, you know, good and what works and what's effective and what's not. It kind of comes and goes. But I was lucky enough this past year during the the horrible situation we were all in with the pandemic to uh, have Sherry find me on LinkedIn and my background. And she reached out to me with a note and said, hey, you're in Florida. I'm in Florida. We really want to get this brand off the ground. And I had some experience in the CBD space. So we ended up talking and, and over the phone, we came to an agreement. And I am very excited to be a part of her and her family of, of people that run the business and help them expand and sell more products. Very cool. Very cool. So Sherry, yeah. I guess that that takes us to that takes us to you. I've uh, I've heard a lot from Kim. Also, uh, you know, the the talk about was it rocket scientist has kind of come in come into the mix. She so I guess technician. Just, <laughs> rocket yes, technician. She likes technician. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, either way, that's that's still uh, <laughs> that's still incredibly impressive. Um, so yeah, let's let's dive into it. Where did you get started, and ultimately, what what is your background as as a rocket technician? Oh my, let's see. My background is a rocket technician, and the difference between technician and scientist is I build them, not design them. So um, I spent 30 years out at Kennedy Space Center working on the Delta II rockets, the Delta Threes, Delta Fours, and Atlas Fives. Um, after 30 years. I decided it was time to hang it up and I retired to do this job full time. My mother had gotten very sick when she was in her mid 60s and she got uh, the, the rheumatoid arthritis and the, the osteoarthritis. And she had taken some medication to help her with that and got every side effect you could possibly get from it. So she was taking medication after medication, trying to counteract all the side effects. And it, you know, messed with her organs and it messed with her head and it ultimately killed her. So while she was going through all of the pain and all of the suffering that she had, they were going to fuse her wrists to get, you know, straight. They were going to fuse her knees. And she was just on so much medication that she, you could walk into the room and she wouldn't even hardly know who you were. So we started looking for alternative options to help her with her pain and maybe get her off of some of her medication. Um, She was a diabetic. I mean, you name it, she had it. So we started looking into, um, like I said, alternates for her and ran across CBD because it doesn't have um, a lot of interaction with regular types of prescription medication. 
and it wouldn't, and it doesn't hurt her diabetes. I mean, she got to the point where they would give her a cognitive test and she wouldn't even know what a circle was or couldn't identify a square or a triangle. She was, you know, having many strokes. And so looking into the world of CBD to try to help her out, um, unfortunately, she died before we got there. So one of the things that I had learned right up front about CBD is how darn expensive it was. And we, as a family, you know, my ex-husband, my kids, my husband, everybody works for this company and, and Kim, she's family. No, but, my uh, <laughs> we discovered that it was so expensive. I mean, charging astronomical amounts of money for medication that could help so many people and there was no need for it. So we started looking into the possibility of creating a company that wasn't out to hurt people, but help them in every way possible, whether it be financial or uh, medical wise. Um, there had to be a way to get help to the people who needed it, like my mother. And uh, that's where Grassroot started um, to make products that were natural in origin that didn't cost an arm and a leg, and that people would be able to get hold of without having to sacrifice either food or other medication um, just to get help. So that's how our company was created. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm very sorry to hear what happened to your mom. Um, you know, definitely one thing that I've noticed and the more and more people I talk to is that uh, a lot of people have personal experiences that bring them into this space because prior to the need for it, um, you know, and ultimately trying to, to battle some of these medical issues, uh, some people have no introduction or, or, or in many cases, they're, they still kind of have that, uh, that negative connotation of hemp or cannabis or so on, which brings me to my first question is prior to your mom, um, you know, ultimately or prior to you looking into this as, uh, as you know, something to fight what's going on with your mom what was your experience with cannabis and hemp? Was it, was it kind of a, was it a no, no drug? Was it, you know, cannabinoids? Was it like, what was that like? Well, in all honesty, my father was an OSI agent in the air force when I was growing up. So he was a drug agent and everything that I knew about cannabis was an absolute no, no. It was the gateway drug. It was all the garbage that you hear as every teenager does growing up. So in garbage. my research, yeah, it's, it's just garbage. Yeah, it is. It is. It's absolutely garbage. I mean, I have a clearance from the government working at the space center I, and, and it's all the education was just so hard to come by just a few years ago. And now it's so much easier. Um, the difference between marijuana and hemp and the difference between THC and not you know, there are products out there with THC in it, if you, you know, if that's for you, but we don't produce any of that. One, I was too afraid of my dad, who I love to death. He's in his 70s. And um, so we were all given the no-no the speeches. But the CBD, even he uses it now. He uses oh, wow, our wow. CBD. He uses our tinctures. He uses our pain creams. He uses our gummies. His his dog uses our, our pet oil. And he does. And he it took a while, don't get me wrong, to get him past the hump of, 
there's a difference between hemp and marijuana. But once he once he stepped over that hump, then he was all go. And now he gives it to his friends and hey, you got to try this. So yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's also going to be tough too, to to get over that hurdle of having battled with it and believed one thing about it your whole life. You know, it is bad, basically believing that that and then now things kind of shifting and realizing like, hey, I was fed garbage. I mean, ultimately, it was mostly propaganda as far Mm -hmm. as uh, keeping it illegal um, and then hiding the medical efficacy potential of cannabis and CBD. I mean, the fact that the, the fact that the, the U S government has a patent on what is it? Is it THC or CBD as a neuroprotectant? One of the, one of the two forget, but that, that right there should speak volumes to the fact that it is propaganda or, or previously was propaganda. So obviously things have, things have shifted that brought you to grassroots essentials. And what year, what year was that um, everything going on with your mom uh, when, when it was kind of harder to find the, the education around CBD? 2017. Okay. Okay. It's, uh, it's she died crazy. in the, she died in uh, October of 2017. Okay. So, I mean, that's only, it's only roughly three to three and a half years ago, four years ago. And uh, even, even you look back to like 2010, you know, seven, 17 or sorry, seven years prior to that, even less early two thousands, nearly, nearly nothing. Uh, but I believe that it was in the, I think it was in the early two thousands, maybe the late nineties, but early two thousands, I think was when the, the CB1, CB2 receptors, the cannabinoid receptors were discovered. So prior to that, the, uh, we really had no understanding of how cannabinoids actually interacted with the body. It was just kind of like, hey, it went into your brain, made you do loopy things, made you think, made you think a different way, uh, you know, or whatever. Or it, hey, it helped out with this. So one of the other things I find interesting is for someone that's say in the state of your mom, uh, in the position she was in, is at some point it gets to where you have all these pharmaceutical drugs, and many of them are just to treat the symptoms of others. Is that, is that kind of what was going on um, with your mom? Yeah, she had, uh, the last time that she had had her last stroke, we went in, when we went to the emergency room, my father pulled a piece of paper out of his pocket that was a, a notebook paper. And it was all of one side and half of the other of the medications that she had been given to try to counteract everything else the dry mouth, the dry eyes, the three different kinds of arthritis, the diabetes, the leg problems, the, the, the uh, dementia. I mean, just everything was just so many. And if she had just had the opportunity to have taken CBD years before all of that had come about, I don't think she would have been on not even half of that medication, not even half. Right. The, um, now my, my, uh, my dad passed last year. And, um, it, he, we did, we never got to the point of CBD, but there was a point where I noticed that it was something along those lines where the amount of, uh, the amount of drugs that he was taking was just to treat other things. And that'd been going on for quite a long time. I mean, 10 years, 15 years. And one thing that I I noticed about it, it was that the, the drugs, the amount of drugs that, you know, someone at his age was taking, it, it never decreased. It was never as if it was, it was as if, okay, 10 years ago, start, you're taking, 
you have two pills you need to take a day. Three years later, now you're taking three or four pills a day. You know, 15 years out or 15 years past, now you have literally one of those, you know, daily pill regimen bottles, those little little things, you're popping it open and it's loaded, it's packed. You need to get a bigger one to support all the pills that you have to take every day. You know, and obviously many of those, I mean, I can't speak to it, not a doctor, obviously, but the, uh, and I'm sure some of those had 100% efficacy and, or not 100%, but some of those were extremely important in the health of my, my dad, but many of those weren't, right? Many of those were just to fight the symptoms of others. And it is my belief that CBD or some of these other cannabinoids could have definitely mitigated the amount of medicine, you know, uh, pharmaceutical drugs that he was ingesting. And I mean, stuff's not good for you. I mean, it, it's, that's actually how I got into the industry as well. I got in because I was looking for an alternative because a career of sports injuries and opioids had just left me in a position that I was like, wasn't happy, wasn't happy with who I was, what I was doing. Um, and ultimately I felt like I was dying every day taking painkillers and I, I probably was. So that, that caused me to look into cannabinoids. Um, but it is one of those things where it's, it's, you have certain people or certain, certain areas that it's just still a giant negative until something hits at home and they need that type of alternative. Well, and, so, and to that yeah. point, Mark, I don't want to interrupt you, but. Oh, no, please, please do. <laughs> but no, but the thing is, 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 you know, Sherry's story, you know, when we first started talking was, was so heartwarming to me because I have always been in the health and wellness and, and beauty space. And I always come from it from a more holistic place. Um, I'm one of those people I've, I've dealt with some, you know, illnesses over my life um, and endometriosis. That wasn't fun. But as of recent, in the last few years, I've been dealing with hemochromatosis. And so when I started talking to Sherry and about what happened with her mom, and I had been pushing back on the doctors, you know, I'm going to follow a certain diet. I got a cookbook that addresses this situation. And CBD played a huge part for me to keep, you know, everything inside my body in tune and to keep my pain levels down and my nausea down and just various things that come along with that type of condition. It's, you know, an autoimmune disease. And so our mission is to do what we can to educate people on what this can do for you. My doctors, even that I'm working with here locally in Florida that are fabulous through the Cleveland clinic have been so proactive in supporting me in this type of treatment. And my blood work has continued to get better you know, I had a little bit of a glitch when I had um, uh, a certain vaccine for another situation, not COVID. <laughs> it's actually for shingles because I'm older. Yes, I'll admit it. But so it affected me a little differently, but they literally have been so incredibly supportive in the medical community, which surprised me that they were, you know, backing me on this one and that my blood work has continued to get better. So I'm very happy. Excellent. Now, now Kim... Now, Kim, we talked about the hemochromatosis on the previous conversation we uh-huh. had, but if you don't mind, can you, can you f- recap that? Can you fill everybody in on, on ultimately how it affects you, what it, what it is and how it's affecting you and then um, how you're treating it? Um, yeah, well, hemochromatosis is basically many times it's confused with, uh, you know, some types of cancer, technically with my situation where I was having isolated pain 
was, and it was concerning me, they misdiagnosed me with pancreatic cancer. Um, unfortunately, that's, this was, a, and, and we yeah. talked about that one. That is a yeah. huge misdiagnosis. I mean, that, yeah. that's gotta be mind blowing. And as far as just the mental anguish that you went through. Oh yeah. And I sat with it for about two weeks cause it was around the holiday season and I didn't know how to tell my, my boyfriend or my parents, or unfortunately my father had passed already, but my mom and my other family. So, um, yeah, it was, it was rough. <laughs> Eventually what happened was I had some, you know, I have a very strong friendship in my community of people I've worked with over the years to friends and on a you know, personal level and everybody started, you know, coming to my, you know, back and my aid and, and they were really supportive. And there was one guy that I love and he's, I worked with him on many different occasions with some, some larger clients. Cause I've worked with, you know, smaller companies and big companies over the years but he had a lot of scientific background and, and understanding of the cannabinoid space and how it works and everything. In his research, he looked up the, you know, the different situations with pancreatic cancer. He came across something that said, wait a minute, hemochromatosis can mirror that. And because he knew of my Scandinavian background, because hemochromatosis is extremely prevalent in Sweden and Norway and Finland because of, we don't know why <laughs> it's definitely more prevalent in women who are Caucasian and of my age. So 50 plus, and it can, it can hit you. Um, it can hit younger people too. And it's a, it's a disorder with your immune system where your white blood cells overproduce and they start attacking your red blood cells. And thus they start attacking your internal organs. Whereas where that's where I was coming into the pain issues. And based on where it was centralized, that's why they thought it was, was the pancreas. So we, we got through it and we moved past it and um, things are looking very, very good. I do follow a strict diet of, you know, trying to, basically it's, you know, you want to be careful with your iron intake because there's an overload of iron in your blood that is a, a, a side effect of this whole fight going on in your body between the white and red blood cells. So you, you have to be very careful about that. So I get phlebotomies every two to three months now. It was every month in the beginning. And then following the strict diet of keeping sure, you know, I don't mix certain irons, you know, they're, they're plant-based irons and then there are meat-based irons and they have different levels of digestion and absorption in your body. So um, really the best thing to do if you're, if you're faced with this situation is to go online because this cookbook is pretty much the only one out there, but it's fabulous. And it teaches you so much about the condition and how to eat properly, obviously drink lots of water and do all the right things and exercise. We all know that, but I have been extremely thrilled with what CBD has done for me. So yeah, when Sherry reached out and she was here locally and I heard the story of her mom and then she heard my story, we were just like, we were two sisters at heart. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, do you have a, do you have a specific regimen, CBD regimen that you follow or is it kind of, um, you know, treat, treat as needed? No, uh, with CBD, I'm a, a big proponent and believer that you have to make sure that you do it on a daily basis to keep that, you know, level of cannabinoids in your, your system. So I do my tincture every morning and I do my gummies at night kind of as a treat. So I do that every single day. 
Excellent. Excellent. And that's yeah, extremely and, important. <laughs> and, and we we've talked about this, but the, uh, what, uh, CBD and or cannabinoids in general are, are especially CBD is, is known to be a homeostabilizer helping to kind of stabilize cells and, and they're still figuring out. I, I had on, uh, actually I, I forget, I think, um, you were on that, that show series or that, that day as well, but Dr. Uh, Babone and he was talking specifically about that, how they're still kind of figuring yeah. out the mechanism of it. They're not necessarily sure exactly how it's stabilizing the cells, but it's pretty clear that it is. And he was actually talking about a study where um, that they're currently engaged in and they're seeing a lot of po- positive uh, efficacy on how CBD is used to treat Alzheimer's. So that could be very interesting. Um, you know, especially on my end, how many hits in the head I've had, if it could possibly have anything to protect uh, my potential for getting CTE later in life. Oh so. yeah. And that's, that's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart because I did a lot of stuff in the sports world with, with football players as well, not just in the golf business and space. And junior sale was a friend of the family. And oh, so wow. when he passed and he, you know, uh, his family donated his brain, it was, it was so amazing to all of us that were aware of that, you know, what's happening and what was going on. But yeah, at the time when, when he passed, nobody had any recollection or any knowledge that CBD could help in that area, but there's a lot of stuff going on. So definitely. And just honestly, just you saying that name just gave me goosebumps. Um, I grew up in Southern California, obviously playing football and San Diego Chargers. I I don't necessarily have a team, but if I was to have a team, it would have probably been uh, San Diego Chargers. Back then, Junior Seau was was everything. My my best friend and their family were diehard Charger fans, wearing Seau jerseys. So, um, you know, with what with what happened to him and and the CTE and how bad he had it, that hit at home. And that was around the time when I was. I had finished up, I think I had finished up my professional career by that time. So I was just like, man, like, you know, we're out, we're out of the game. We made it through the physical injuries that we got at the time, but now we're facing an entirely new set of injuries mentally that we're going to be challenged with the rest of our lives. So I guess all I can do right now is just try to be healthy, um, try to, you know, take things that are going to help with my, my cognitive abilities and not have them decline and then just try to keep learning. So that's all I can do now. Everything else is kind of out of my control. Well, you know, it's funny. I wish I I know you're talking about footage earlier. I wish I had the footage of the first time I met junior is I was in a sand trap at Jerry Rice's um, annual golf tournament and we were giving away some golf clubs. And so I was in the sand trap teaching some of the, the newbie golfers that wanted to just take part in Jerry Rice's tournament. Um, And junior was one of them. So I taught him how to hit a sand shot. I, I spent like an hour with him before the tournament started. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I know. So, so you're also saying that you're a, you're a killer golfer too. I, I was a killer golfer. You scra- um, you're a scratch golfer. Uh, well, no, I wasn't that good. Um, oh. I have had a hole in one and I would probably say the lowest I got down to was maybe like a 10 handicap. Okay. Um, my dad was like a negative two, so he had me oh, in wow. golf at a very young age. He was going to go on the senior tour and that's when he started the golf company. So, uh, uh, the rest is history. It was a good thing for me. It's given me a nice career and now I'm working with one of the best companies I've ever known. So <laughs> that is, that I'm is very, very cool. Pleased. 
The O'Cannabis Conference and Expo returns to Toronto June 1st through the 3rd, and there are still good booth locations available. This exciting event is free for cannabis retailers and will feature Tommy Chung receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award at the O'Cannabis Industry Awards. For more information about exhibiting or to register to attend, go to ocannabis.com. That's O-C-A-N-N-A-B-I-Z.com. So now that we mentioned the company, um, I want to shift gears back uh, to Sherry here. I, I wrote down a little just note that, um, and it was just expensive. When you mentioned expensive back in 2017, when you were looking through or looking for CBD products for your mom, um, you said that it was all outwardly expensive or, or overly expensive, um, which creates that that cost barrier, right? To you know, it's going to be hard to go ahead and treat on a daily basis if what you're treating every single day is not covered by insurance and it costs, you know, X amount of dollars per day that, you know, say some people couldn't afford. So what was, what was that like um, searching around and, and obvious, and then obviously you wanted to make your focus was to make your products more cost-effective so that you could um, serve a broader market. So I'd love to have you speak on that. Uh, the first one I think that shocked me the most was the, um, tinctures. Back in the 2017-2018, that was the most widely known, I guess. I had not found or heard of any gummies or anything at that point. She wouldn't have eaten them anyway. She was a diabetic. But but so I had got to looking at various companies and the tinctures that they had. And some of them were vegetable glycerin and propylene glycol that they were selling, which of course makes vape, vape juice with the CBD in it. And they were selling them for like $225 an ounce for an ounce. And I couldn't believe it. And they want you to use that. So if you use it one time a day, it'll last you a month. Right. Well, I don't know of very many people that could spend $225, you know, every week, every two weeks, even once a month for, for something that, that they need. So looking at it and actually coming to the cost of what it phone down to what it would cost to make it, I was absolutely astounded. Absolutely astounded. To, to give that a little a little kind of color commentary, um, obviously prices have just con- consistently been going down, especially after the 2018 Farm Bill and, right. and hemp being ultimately legalized. Um, back then, I noticed the exact same things you're talking about. And there's two, there's two major issues that I looked into. Um, you know, you have a tincture, and we'll say it's a four ounce bottle, four ounce tincture. And that tincture is, we'll just throw out a random number, easy math, $100. And then I would look at that tincture, that four ounce bottle, that's $100. And I'd say, okay, what's actually in it? And it would have 500 milligrams of CBD or 300 milligrams, maybe not even a thousand. And that just tells me, okay, so a thousand milligrams is one gram of CBD. And having been in the space for a long time, I've seen the CBD prices drop significantly from what, what they originally were for a high potent CBD to the point at, at, the, at that time it had to be, it was roughly, it was about $5 a gram, roughly. So about, about fifth, about $5,000, I think for a kilo. Right. So all that tells me is, okay, in that product, you have two and a half dollars of CBD in that four ounce bottle that costs 250. And then the other ingredients within that, you know, sometimes people use hemp oils, MCTs, so on, propylene glycol. 
And that stuff is super cheap for the most part. So the rest of the ingredients in that bottle, probably another 50 cents, maybe a dollar. And you have a, you have a $4 bottle, including the packaging that you're selling for a hundred dollars. And I was just like, wow, these people are making out like gangbusters. And it's unfortunate that the, that at that time, the public, you know, has, the public has no idea because CBD is seen as this kind of this wonder drug. It's a bit of a mystery. Nobody, nobody quite understands it. It's got a lot of hype around it because it's being legalized. Yeah. And that kind of, that kind of made my blood boil a bit. So then um, that prompted you to get started on, on the formulation and the, and kind of the research behind the product. And then where did that, where did that ultimately take you? I mean, obviously it took you to the end goal of producing a company, an entire product line. Uh, but what did those steps look like? Uh, well, after shock and anger, we ran, we started um, formulating our tinctures first and discovered that a lot of people with the education didn't understand that just because a product doesn't cost $200 doesn't mean it's garbage. We still fight that. Oh my we God. still fight that. That's, we have the exact so, so product. True. Yes, we have the exact same product at a much reduced price. And they're going, well, it's got to be trash. No, it doesn't. You know, I mean, you can either buy a Rolex or you can buy a Timex. You don't buy a Rolex because it tells time or you'd only spend eight bucks at Walmart and you get yourself a watch. But they both tell time. Our products are made with uh, the exact same stuff as the $225 bottles. We have certificate of analysis to prove that it's what it says it is. And we still run up against that. So the second hard thing that we ran up against was everybody says, oh, it all tastes like cut grass and it tastes like dirt. And we so are, are still. So the flavor was the second thing, the obstacle that we overcame. And then it, then we moved into after that, we said, OK, well, things are becoming very popular and they're be- becoming more complicated complicated. And my father asked me if I had a cream instead of a tincture. So uh, I can make that. <laughs> That's one of my famous sayings. Look at Kim's face. I can make that. Is this just a, is this kind of a running true thing whenever you two talk and it's just like, Sherry's just like, I can make that. I can fix I mean, that. Let's be real. Like let's Frank be real. You've there, made the I hardest. Went, oh, I can fix. I, I can play with that. Terry, let's let's be real. You've made some of the hardest things that there are to make on this planet. You know, as a as a rocket technician. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that a tincture. I mean, obviously, it's a different field, but you have that mentality of, hey, I I know how to tackle these steps. There's no right. hurdle too big. I will get over it. And it is an, a fa- it's a fabulous asset, and I love her for this. But when I first started talking to her. And she said, I said, well, you know, send me over your product SKU list and I can start to kind of digest uh, what you guys have going on and what's happening. It was like 12 pages of SKUs. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> this- how much warehouse space do you have? <laughs> I like but to make her. Yes, she does. And she's very <laughs> good at it. <laughs> so. So actually, I remembered, Sherry, um, when you mentioned COAs, that was actually a point that I was going to have on the when I was talking about the 500 milligrams per bottle and the price and so on. And that was the second point that I was going to make there, but it totally uh, mind blanked on it was that even though it says 500 milligrams, 
it's been proven through a bunch of different tests that most of those products do not have what they say they have in them. Obviously things are changing now. Some States requiring certain things and obviously uh, just more legitimate businesses in the space, such as, such as yourself selling products where you test everything. But that was a big issue it says 500 milligrams are selling it for a hundred dollars. And it only has 25 milligrams. Maybe, maybe they forgot to infuse that bottle. I don't know. <laughs> so I, what I was going to ask with the formulation, that step, when you started creating the products, were you working with a, a lab or processing facility, uh, farmers where, who, um, you know, you have to say specifically who you're working with, but I'm assuming from a rocket technician to formulating products that you were working with some experts in the space. I actually did 99% of my own research. Okay. Uh, you know, I looked at all the bottles and I looked at it and I went, okay, so a thousand milligrams. Yep. That's easy enough. So I, I sourced some uh, organic grown um, hemp farms in the United States and settled on one out of, out of Colorado, talked to them, told them what I needed. I needed one that would, that would dissolve, you know, at a certain temperature. And they said, we can do that. So I took the price of that. And then I found some organic MCT oil that was resourceable and responsible. And, and I knew, okay, so I need 30 mLs of this and I need uh, 0.75 mLs of that. And I need, so I, I formulated it and then I put it all together and it, it, it worked. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then the next formulation, the and then the, as I say, and then the next formulation and the next product and the next product, did you do that with all of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's First a, that's I a very cool process. I want, well, like, I mean, like a it, lotion. And then I just go, you know, I find what I want and then I go, okay, so I, I want some of this in it and I want it to do that. And I want it to do the other thing. I say, okay, so I'm going to need some humicants. I'm going to need some emulsifiers. I'm going to, and so, so I, I just created a recipe and then when everything gets all made, it goes into the timeout box where it sits, you know, at a standard temperature and light <laughs> the for timeout box. <laughs> yeah. So it, it sits for two weeks and then we heat it up and we, and it sits again and, you know, to make sure that it all comes out, it's all nice and even and it's pH works and it's, and then once it comes out of the timeout box, if it's exactly like it was going in, then we're good to go. We send it out for testing. And, and then I tell Kim, I got another one. Nice. nice. <laughs> well, that, that sounds, I, I feel like a lot of that in, in just the process speaks to the mentality of a rocket technician as in, um, and I'm, I'm a creator in general. Um, and I did most of my own formulation fast. Most of my own formulations, all the products I've ever been involved in, um, I had to learn about it. Like, I was like, I want to learn. I don't want to be on the sidelines. I don't want to say, Hey, you know, I, to go to some lab and say, Hey, I want this. And they just make it. Now I do respect the experts. So it is a, it is a situation where there are limitations um, that I hit myself, but for the most part, I would do my own research, do my own formulations. Um, and that is important because now you know everything about your product, everything that goes in it, all the trials and tribulations that it took you to get to that final formulation. You know, it, maybe it took 10 tries, maybe it took 300 tries, but you know what works. And the reason that's important is because now you know how that's going to work for um, ultimately people that try it for customers and how that's going to help them. So that's, that's incredibly cool. Now I, I do have a question. There's something you mentioned earlier, which I, 
I kind of laughed at in my in my head a little bit. You mentioned that ex-husband and husband oh, and yeah. yourself <laughs> working for the same company. Steve, wave. That's which which one is that? That's the there ex-husband. That's the ex-husband. <laughs> That's the ex-husband. And then and then the we husband is also working for the company. <laughs> this is an interesting dynamic. And it sounds as if, I mean, especially with Steve in the background right behind you. <laughs> sounds like y'all make it work. Life is too short to carry garbage. Yes, exactly. You, you choose what you carry. And if you carry ugly and negative and you're willing to haul that around with you for the rest of your life, then you deserve the vote back that you get. You know, so I don't carry that. Right, I don't right. carry, I don't carry grudges. I don't carry anger. I don't carry revenge. I do carry a bad temper, but I don't carry any of the rest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you don't ever get mad. <laughs> it it sounds, it's, I mean, just. It, it, I do. <laughs> uh, Sherry, it looks as if not only do you, do you carry or you don't carry those things, but you do lead. It sounds as if you lead a lot of people, especially to have a thriving company that has both, both ex-husband and husband in it all working ultimately, you know, under your leadership. That is amazing. You, I mean, I, and her I, son. I it, there's, yeah. I, don't know who, I don't know who else could do that. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Well, and that was one of the things that for me over all the years and different companies I worked for, like I said, big and large and helping companies start out at this point in my career, I've, I've been very lucky and blessed to have worked with all the people I have and and done well and been successful. But when this came along and starting to talk to Sherry, it was just like, you know, there was like this, uh, it was just like, I don't know, an initial bond. It was like, wow, totally. Yeah. I mean, it just really clicked. And then meeting the whole crew in person, um, because we're not that far away from each other. Mm -hmm. I do have to recently, I've had to stay a little close to my docs. So I haven't been up there in a couple months, which is breaking my heart. But we talk every single day, um, constantly. And Steve, who was just back there, he's awesome. He's our IT guru and many other things to the company. So, yeah, I love them all. So it's a it's a wonderful experience. And I'm so glad that I have, um, you know, this in my life right now. I'm uh, I'm highly considering uh, switching <laughs> careers right now and jumping on your team because it sounds like sounds like you're running Thank you're running a really, really strong, tight ship over there, and and it sounds like a blast. <laughs> um, it's never boring. So, so what what does the future look like? Where where are you taking grassroots essentials? Um, do you have anything in the pipeline? What gets you excited? Um, what gets me excited is making things. I absolutely can't stand my desk. I, I can't. I hate it. I would like one day to get our company large enough that I can hire somebody to sit here. And I can stay in the lab. <laughs> we have, uh, we've got some new products coming out that we're working with uh, other companies. We have, uh, we have a couple of uh, large contracts in work that should, you know, expand things. And, um, and the White Label Expo. Yep, we have the White Label Expo coming. Hopefully, you know, that should work really well. Really looking forward to doing that. Um, we're working with a, a new company on a new line of pet treats. Pet treats are one of those things I don't understand. Not, you know, I don't, I have absolutely no clue how to formulate one. So I found somebody that did. We're working with another company on um, CBD cigars, 20% CBD cigars, which will be, that'll be really, (laughs) look at Franco smiling. That'll be really nice. (laughs) 
Yeah, these, these and uh, by by are cigars, awesome. by cigars, do you mean like a traditional style cigar, like yep, say hand most, um, wrapped in tobacco or wrapped in hemp? Wrapped in hemp leaf. Wrapped in hemp leaf. Right. Um, mm-hmm. you, you familiar with like a tie stick? What those? I no, I don't. Okay. Is that oh, is that the yeah. thin ones? No, these are it's, actual chubs. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different style. Um, usually, how uh, a certain type of joint, like blunt style that's wrapped but uh i was just wondering if there was a specific style that you're going to be producing on those products so ultimately my takeaway from your goals at least coming in the near future is that you want to take grassroot essentials to the moon i do yeah i had, I had to i've already I had to been to mars so i'd like to go to the moon i had that one i had that one written down here i was just waiting to use it the whole time i was like you know rocket that ship to the moon yeah i've already done mars a couple of times but so i would like to do the moon so who who is going to be the first who's going to be the first uh what's gonna be the first business product whatever to get cbd on the on mars is it going to be is Elon going to strap it to one of the uh, one of the SpaceX rockets when they when they blast off? There's no telling what that man will do. Absolutely no telling. I'm, he could, I, you know, he could do absolutely anything. I worked for United Launch Alliance, so I didn't work for SpaceX. So, but would he? Probably. He see, would probably see. strap one on there just just to say he did. <laughs> See what what people what people haven't or what he didn't release is that the the Tesla that he spot in, or shot into space it's yeah. got got about sixty kilos of uh, cannabis in the back. Wouldn't doubt it. Oh no way. Yeah right. <laughs> you know, I mean obviously is it? No, as Jim, a, he's kidding. I, well, def, definitely like, not. Wait, I mean what? that would be. But he could be that weird. <laughs> well, Kim, that would be the most expensive sixty kilos ever because of how much know, it right? costs per kilo to get into space. That would be. Yeah. I mean, what? Obviously, they could. They, it wouldn't matter to them, but that's just <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah. So I, I've asked. Uh, I, I know we're getting toward the end here. I've got a. I've got a hard stop coming up. But um, one of the questions that I, I like to ask everybody is when. At what point do you think we're going to get CBD in Starbucks? Ooh, uh, in Starbucks. I think you'll see it in Ben and Jerry's. I think oh, you will see it in uh, in Jelly Bellies. But Starbucks. Wait, I don't think jelly, it will be in Starbucks probably for a couple of a uh, couple of years. I would say. Ben and Jerry's. They've already for got sure. a good thing going, so I can't see them changing it. Well, Ben and Jerry's for sure. They've been on the. They've been at least in the media a whole ton of times as far as uh, you know, right. making some weed ice cream, this and that. I don't think they've ever actually sold any of those, at least not that I know of. Um, but Jelly Bellies, I find that one. I find that one interesting. I would. I would. Take the. I would try over, it. I would take the. Wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would try it. Yeah. I would take the over on the Jelly Bellies one, just because, as a as a candy, you know, the pushback with children and so on, and and oh, yeah, having any of that in there, so I could I could definitely take the over. But Starbucks, I don't know. But maybe see, with Starbucks, I think that they could do it. I mean, you know, they have been so instrumental in having you know these coffee farms become self-sustainable you know they've i know that you know i'm sure 2020 hit them hard on tourism because they started building coffee farms down in you know guatemala and these other high uh you know central america countries that are very known for their coffee and their coffee beans that i mean they got into a lot of things and if you 
if you've ever toured uh, an actual uh, farm of hemp or cannabis, either one, the amount of agriculture and things that have to go into producing a product that is, you know, top quality and just the different things that you can do with the different strains and, and types and all of this, I think, I don't know. I think that Starbucks and being based out of Seattle, another high tech area, I know that coming from the San Francisco Bay Area for the first part of my life, uh, you know, it's it's big there. It's obviously legal there, um, legal in Seattle. So I don't know. I think that maybe they might step out definitely in the CBD realm. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's extremely helpful. You know, go in, get a coffee with some CBD, listen to some jamming tunes and chill out. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, ultimately, what is it? The number one drug in the world is caffeine. So uh, I could see I could see Still CBD. <laughs> I could see CBD surpassing that. So, um, you know, if it, it puts the if it puts the business model at risk, then definitely they're going to get the number two drug CBD eventually or that I could like I said, I could see that surpassing just because of all the benefits and and how it could work in so in a host of different products, um, not just, you know, coffees and drinks and ice creams, which is, I think, what most caffeine comes in. That's sure. It's but I think cream. really quick, though, to you, Sherry, is that there's heating points that you have to be careful of. So I don't even, I don't drink coffee because I can't, caffeine just jacks me up. It's crazy. Um, I do herbal teas and things, but uh, Sherry is, would the heat be a, an issue with? No, no not for coffee. It, okay. um, like right now they have CBD coffee already, but it's with the water soluble uh, nano type. If they, if anybody could figure out how to splice a CBD plant with a coffee bush Ooh. oh there you go mine, Ooh, mine mine you know, i can do it with roses okay oh, wait a minute i gotta think happen. about this you i can make that happen. some some mutant mongoloid plant that is now just spitting out the best the best of both worlds wouldn't that be Ooh, awesome i can make that i could definitely see that now <laughs> now sherry um one of the things i was actually incredibly surprised about this obviously when you get into like the the actual molecular biology of, of cannabinoids. And I don't know much all, if anything about it. Uh, but I've talked to some people on this show that know a ton and um, a group like, uh, like nano hemp and uh, JMO with nano hemp was talking about, they have a, it's a, they took, I believe it was D limonene and they were able through certain processes from D limonene coming from, um, from citrus to modify that into CBD. So they actually have a, a, a limonene derived CBD. Wow. Yeah. I, I can't speak as to how or anything they did about it or, but I I've talked to, I've talked to JMO a few times oh, and actually he sent me some of it. So that would be interesting. And I'm, my guess is that they're, they're going to figure out some crazy ways to do something like that with, with some mongoloid uh, CBD slash, uh, hemp stock or sorry, not hemp stock, uh, coffee bean stock or whatever <laughs> could definitely happen. Um, yeah, I, so I want to buy into that company. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Okay. Sherry, go make it. Okay. See you now. Yep. Okay, I'll, I'll go outside and play with the orange trees and see what I can splice together. <laughs> there's going to be, there's going to be some <laughs> way some, beyond me. <laughs> next time, next time we chat, she's going to have some plant behind us trying to talk to us. It's going to be like, Oh, <laughs> spliced it. Splice it with some human genetics, you know. <laughs> and I've got this walking sentient being. 
I remember um, that movie. So I've I've got to I've got to wrap it up here. Um, is there anything else? Anything else you ladies would like to share um, about anything? Grassroots essentials, all of the above. Before we before we uh, end it here. If I I'll say something real quick. Um, Mark and your team, you're awesome. We love being a part of Can Trade. Um, we're very supportive. Uh, I I have cleaned up our store, so it's nice and. And yummy with our products. We'll be adding more, as you know, because Sherry can make it. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're very happy to be a part of this. It's been a, a good boost in our business and connections. And and we really appreciate your guys' support. So and everyone in the can trade world, we're here. We're happy to talk, uh, share stories. So hit Where us up on can trade. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. I mean, i we're trying to really build a network, build a community, especially around people that have, uh, you know, similar beliefs and similar passions as far as helping others um, and helping the world. So if we can do anything to introduce you or hook you up with whoever it is you want to look for, or new buyers, new sellers, doesn't matter. We're going to try our best. And we appreciate that. Awesome. Even, well, even if you have people that have questions and they're not actually looking for products, look me up. Knowledge is useless if you don't share it. Sure. So I'll, sh I'll share whatever I know. Hundred percent. Well, when we when we post this, we'll we'll post it with all the all the links to go ahead and connect with with both of you along with uh, Grassroots Essentials. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. Thank all you right. so much. Doing a great job. Keep it up. Yep. Sweet. <laughs>